Hi there, everybody. This is Tracy Malone. Today, I have got a very special guest with me. You know, I like to bring you people that are doing great things in this arena, in the abuse arena. Um, my guest today is Joyce Short. Joyce Short is the author of three books, and um, she is leading a revolution, a, a movement to change the meaning of the word consent in our legal documentation to um, better be able to charge people that are um, the, the predators in a rape and other sexual abuse situations. If the, the definition of consent is defined in our laws, life will change for many people, including us as victims of abuse. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Joyce and let you hear exactly what she's doing. And I'm hoping that some of you might step up and go, I want to help because this is a movement that needs people in every state, in every country. So if this touches your soul, reach out to her. We're going to put her information down below. It'll be under her name when we actually launch this video and reach out and try to make a difference. Every little bit helps. Again, this is Tracy. Visit my website, Narcissist Abuse Support. So let's welcome Joyce. Hi there. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. I would love it if you would take a minute to introduce yourself um, because to me, you are a movement leader. You are making a difference in the world and you are in this arena where the people that listen to my channel are looking for help. So tell us what you do and, and, and how you got started maybe. Well, um, uh, I've uh, written three books actually on sexual assault and I'm actually the founder of an, uh, a coalition called the Consent Awareness Network and our mission is to, oh look at that, you've got my books, how wonderful. Uh, you don't have that one up. You don't have the third one. That's the new one. You have it, but I don't know why I don't bring I it do. down. Wow. That's the new one. So uh, yeah, my, um, uh, our mission is to define consent for society and also to define consent in our laws throughout the United States and around the world uh, because our law, uh, because uh, consent is just not defined in our laws, as absurd as that may seem. That is, that, that is absolutely obscene because like, you know, everything is about, you know, consent, consent. And well, if there's no definition, like how, how easy is it for abusers to get off? So I know exactly. that you did a TED talk and it was amazing. So I highly recommend to anyone to go watch her TED talk on this topic. But you described what consent is because I think, you know, just the, yes, I, I agree to have sex with you or, you know, what's much deeper than that. So tell us what the meaning of consent is. Um, all right, consent uh, is a form of agreement. And it's not the only form of agreement. Uh, there are actually three different kinds of agreement that can take place when you're uh, involved in sexual contact. Uh, but consent is freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. I like to refer to it as hashtag FGKIA. Uh, and we come by that particular definition. Uh, I didn't just pull it out of my hat. Uh, it's actually... Um, the amalgam of a number of uh, different provisions that are currently adhered to uh, throughout the world. 
Uh, one of them uh, is the general data protection regulation that protects our, uh, our cyber privacy. And the interesting thing is that general data protection regulation, which people refer to as GDPR, actually became, uh, it, it actually went into effect in May of 2018. And also in May of 2018, I presented my TED talk. And the irony is that the definition for GDPR and the definition for my TED talk was practically identical. So we're not dealing with nonsense here. We're dealing with what the definition of consent actually is. And we know in your cyber privacy that you are entitled to freely given knowledgeable and informed agreement uh, in order to release your data or have anybody release your data uh, over the internet. Uh, also, it's consistent with Nuremberg Code. A Nuremberg Code was the result of the Nuremberg trials that took place back in the 1940s as a result of World War II. And um, many people, you know, uh, might not uh, even be aware of the Nuremberg trials. I, I remember as, as a child hearing about it. Um, but basically, there was a tremendous amount of, um, uh, uh, there was uh, research, inappropriate research that was done on um, prisoners in concentration camps. And the end result is that I believe there were 21 um, Nazis that were tried during the Nuremberg trials. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of people that would have been tried, like Hitler and uh, uh, Goebbels, I believe, also uh, committed suicide. And so there were people that uh, weren't alive to be, um, to be tried through the Nuremberg trials. And the Nuremberg trials created Nuremberg Code. And Nuremberg Code is um, why you have to send, uh, sign a consent form when you go into uh, a doctor's office and have some kind of medical procedure, uh, or why if you're involved in a clinical trial of some type of uh, medication, you have to sign a consent form. And even in Nuremberg Code, uh, it actually identifies the difference between assent and consent. Uh, and um, the reason that there is a distinction between assent and consent is because you can agree to something, but if you've been forced or tricked or coerced into agreeing uh, to whatever that thing is, and it doesn't matter what it is, consent is consent, no matter how it's applied. But in uh, Nuremberg Code, it sets a standard so that if a medical procedure is done to a child, then that child has to sign an assent form. And the parent or the guardian has to sign a consent form. And the reason for that being that the child, even if they're knowledgeable and informed, are not yet at the age of reason. So you can give them all the knowledge and information that possibly exists, but are they capable of actually reasoning properly with that knowledge and information? And under the law, until they are the age of reason, which in most states is 16 or thereabouts, uh, then they have to sign an assent form and the parent or the guardian has to sign a consent form. And the other type of uh, agreement that can often get confused for, um, for consent 
in sexual conduct is uh, what Harvey Weinstein did, and that was coercion. Uh, he um, basically made people fearful. Uh, he um, threatened their livelihood. He threatened their careers. Uh, they felt forced uh, by, not so much by violence, uh, but by the fear of their, uh, of their livelihood being taken away. And so when you try to um, induce someone into action by coercing them, they're not consenting, even if you agree. And oftentimes you'll hear people try to define consent by use of the term consent, and that doesn't work. If you can, uh, what you should be saying instead of using this term consent liberally, like, uh, like every form of agreement is consent, right. is to use the word agreement rather than consent. So that if you were defining consent, you would say that it's a form of agreement, not it's a form of consent. And sometimes in our laws, that's what they say. Consent is consent. No, consent is a form of agreement. What kind of form of agreement? It's freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. So that's basically what consent is. And, and that's an um, amazing explanation because I, I met you. You were actually the first person I interviewed, and we've done a few since then. So, you know, I, I've I've been talking to you about this for a while. And um, what people don't really understand is is like that coercive control. Like if you don't know all the facts, right? If you don't know that this person has been married four other times and is still married, then you're not getting all the facts, right? Doesn't that fit into, um, you know, part of your mission and part of your movement is that that knowing all the facts is, is part of why consent isn't, um, correct me if I'm wrong, tell me you're how right. <laughs> Tell me how that works into here so people can understand because remember my people have been abused by narcissists whether they were married to them or dated them but if they had some false information that was that they were basically conned into this not knowing that this person wasn't who they represented themselves to can you speak to that and and i know absolutely do you have a a, a story about how you all start, started this Yes, because <laughs> I think it'll help people better understand where okay. you're Now you've asked me four questions all at the same time, so I'll try and pry them apart <laughs> a little bit here. Could you count okay. them? Because I didn't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, basically, um, uh, when you look at consent and you look at agreement, um, we have a concept called fraud in fact. And if you, are, if you are defrauding this person with facts that are incorrect, then you're, uh, you're not seducing them, you're sexually assaulting them. Now that doesn't mean that every single case of um, sexual assault by fraud uh, will be tried in a court of law because there are other things that also have to be uh, uh, applied in the justice system. So just because someone lies to you in order to have sex with you doesn't mean necessarily that you'll have a case that can uh, that, that you can take to the police. What the police and the prosecutor need in order to prosecute a case is very significant proof that this lie actually was was told to you or 
that there was some evidence given to you uh, that proves that there was a fraud in fact uh, that you were uh, that you were deceived by. So you have to be able to prove that there was a fraud in fact. And you have to be a person who has a reasonable basis for believing that lie. So now let me cover real quickly reasonable person, because a lot of people give me an argument about, well, the reasonable person who's, who's reasonable and what, what, what constitutes reasonable. Uh, if you look at the uh, trial of um, Bill Cosby, the jury, the very first question that they asked the judge when they were deliberating was, what is the, um, what is the legal definition for consent? So everybody wants to know. Whenever there's a sexual assault case, they want to know what's the legal definition for consent. Now, uh, the judge, his name was Stephen O'Neill. He responded to the jury. I hope you're holding your hat if you have one on. Your reasonable people use your common sense. Wow. Yeah. So now, the um, fortunately, and so you know that in the first jury, it was a hung jury. Mm -hmm. They couldn't reach a decision. In the second jury, there was something very, very different that went on. One thing that was different was that they included uh, additional, uh, additional victims in order to establish a, um, uh, you know, the, the kind of behavior mm -hmm. uh, that, that made, uh, that, that uh, Bill Cosby had a history of. And so by establishing that, it simply uh, did more to prove that, uh, you know, that what Andrea Constan was saying was correct. Uh, but the other thing that, uh, that was very, very different was the person who was the, uh, who was the foreperson for the jury. Okay. The foreperson for the jury was a woman by the name of Cheryl Carmel. And by the way, Cheryl Carmel is now working with CAN, my coalition, the Consent Awareness Network, and we call it CAN. Uh, and we approached the legislators in Pennsylvania in order to define consent in their laws uh, and we were well received, and probably as a result of the fact that, that uh, this is what happened uh, in the Bill Cosby case. And when we went to call on the legislators in Pennsylvania, uh, we brought Cheryl Carmel with us. Uh, and uh, Cheryl is a cybersecurity expert. And as a cybersecurity expert, she was very familiar with GDPR. And if you recall, GDPR is a very, very similar definition to the definition in my TED talk, freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. So based on her knowledge of uh, uh, cybersecurity law uh, and cybersecurity law, GDPR, affects everyone around the world. Even though it's international law and it was established by the European Union, uh, in fact, if you want to conduct business on the internet with anybody in Europe, you have to abide by GDPR. If not, you've broken international law. Mm -hmm. So uh, the jury uh, was able to, you know, recognize uh, the real the real meaning of consent, and recognize that um, uh, that consent did not exist in this circumstance. So uh, you know, we need for every unfortunately. 
Cheryl Carmel cannot be the foreperson for every jury. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> we need uh, laws that will guide people's behavior and hold people accountable so that we can actually prosecute them when they break the law. And uh, that's the reason why it's so important to define consent in the laws all around the country. And it's also absolutely imperative to define, the def uh, to define consent federally. Uh, federal law affects people in the military. And people in the military, unfortunately, the, the, the volume of rape and sexual assault in the military uh, is, I mean, it, it's, 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 a, it's criminal. It is criminal, uh, but it's just, it's shocking uh, how many soldiers that give their life, uh, you know, put their life on the line in order to protect uh, our nation are, uh, are sexually assaulted in the process of, of trying to do so. And uh, our, our um, uh, federal laws should be there to protect them, and uh, they're not. So I know that you've been um, working with people from state to state um, and, and have been building teams. And, and this is one of the reasons I want people to be aware of it, understand what your mission is here and how it affects people so that maybe we can find someone that's in another state that goes, this is pissing me off. I want to do something. Absolutely. We have so many victims that stand up and go, what can I do to help this, this movement? What can I do to change the world? And, and that's what you're doing. Your role is to sit here and get those people and inform them of the role and how to talk to the right people. Want to tell me a little bit more about how people get involved and what they do to, to change the rules. So, uh, we have a web page. It's called consentawareness.net. And uh, in the upper right-hand corner, uh, you can tap the little uh, icon that says, be an ambassador. And that means basically uh, that you're going to help us get in touch with the legislators in your district or in your jurisdiction. Uh, because uh, we're coming from the outside walking in. You're their constituent. You vote for them. They will listen. Uh, and when you tell them, I want you to get this done, I want you to take this seriously, I want you to make this change, uh, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take, we can take it from there. We can give them the materials. Uh, we have free resources that we've created. And anybody can see any of our resources. One of them is a uh, cartoon for kids that we, just, uh, that we just produced. It's called Your Consent for Kids. And it's intended to be watched by a parent with their children or by a teacher with their children. And it will teach somebody who's six years old um, what the meaning of consent is. And don't, don't be afraid. It's, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, G-rated. Uh, it's about going to the park or, you know, going to the sandbox, um, buying an ice cream cone. Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, give the legislators the resources that we've created, my TED Talk, my book, Your Consent, The Key to Conquering Sexual Assault. Uh, it's, um, uh, you know, it's basically our guide that enables us to um, get the legislators to really understand what the problem is and how to make change. In fact, uh, right now, we're dealing with the uh, legislators in Pennsylvania 
uh, tomorrow at four o'clock, uh, we actually have a um, another uh, phone call with them. And in this phone call, Andrea Constand is going to join us uh, in order to uh, in order to help you know get this point across to uh, the legislators of Pennsylvania. So anybody can just push that little magic button on the uh, Consent Awareness Network's um, webpage and be an ambassador. Uh, so that's one thing that they can do. Another thing they can do is they can read your consent. Oops, let me get it out here. There we go. Your consent, the key to conquering sexual assault. And um, uh, so that you know the terminology, you know what it's about. Uh, you understand what the difference is between assent and acquiescence and consent. Uh, and you're able to kind of diffuse some of the naysaying stupidity backlash that we all hear, uh, you know, for the lame excuses of why we are not defining consent in our laws. So just a couple of things that um, your folks can do in order to give us a hand. And donations are welcome, of course. Uh, you know, we're, we're not, uh, you know, everything take, costs money, as you know. And, um, you know, the more every nickel that we raise uh, goes directly to, uh, you know, making the world a safer place. So by all means, you know, donations are very helpful. And we have a donate button on our, on our webpage as well. Okay. So, so where do we stand with the, with the consent? I mean, how many states have bought on to it? You know, what is, what is the, the, the status? Does Colorado have this law in force? It doesn't. Uh, actually, I can read to you what Colorado is, if you want. You know, in this book, we have, um, the, we have every state and territory throughout the United States uh, listed here. Uh, and it identifies not only what the, uh, what the current rules are in regard to uh, consent, and that those, are, those are provisions and not actually definitions, and I'll explain that to you in a couple of seconds. Um, but uh, yeah, let me, let me uh, fill you in on, on uh, Colorado, and I'm gonna put my reading glasses on because if I don't have my reading glasses on, I might read you uh, California instead of Colorado. So make sure I have Colorado. I got my reading glasses here. Okay, here's Colorado. Uh, consent is cooperation, act, or attitude pursuant to any exercise of free will and with knowledge of the nature of the act. Submission under fear shall not constitute consent. Well, at least they got that last part right, right? Mm -hmm. That's coercion and they got coercion right. But here's what's wrong with it, and you're gonna see problems with the existing law is one of the columns in this guide. And um, basically, you know, the word pursuant is not a word that people understand uh, and really shouldn't be in a straightforward definition. Here's a definition, freely given knowledgeable and informed agreement. Uh, in the bill that we're uh, introducing, in, uh, hopefully introducing in Pennsylvania, we were actually uh, trying to get this done on April the 7th, which was the day of action for um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And unfortunately, because of uh, the pandemic, uh, everything was put on hold. So we're now trying to get the train back up on the track. And uh, we're gonna try and do that tomorrow evening, in fact. Um, but basically this says, cooperation, act or attitude pursuant to any exercise of free will and with knowledge of the nature of the act. Well, they got that partially right. Knowledge of the nature of the act, absolutely. 
but it's not a definition. It's a provision. And here's the difference between a provision and a definition. A provision tells us how to behave. Uh, it actually tells us how to put into action the words that are defined. If you don't define them properly, then you don't even then you can't even begin to understand how you take action with it. So we have to have a sinking between the definition and the provision. The other reason that you have to sink the definition to the provision is because of an old uh, uh, legal doctrine uh, that dates all the way back to the Roman era, and uh, it's uh, nulla pene sine lege, and that basically means akuna matata. <laughs> okay, um, it's uh, Latin for uh, basically uh, if it's not prohibited by law, it's permissible. So, without a definition telling uh, telling you what consent is, then all we have are law are laws that look like a Swiss cheese umbrella full of legal loopholes, and. Uh, sexual predators just slide right into those legal loopholes uh, without any kind of uh, guidance and without any kind of accountability. Now, what we've seen uh, you know, over the last few years is that when a real atrocity happens, uh, our legislators in that particular uh, jurisdiction may be outraged and they may try to plug up that particular legal loophole uh, when you watch my TED talk, you'll see the legal loophole about a fellow by the name of Donald Grant Ward. And he had climbed in bed with a young woman who had fallen asleep uh, in the arms of her boyfriend in the upper, upper bunk of his bunk bed. Uh, and um, uh, when she woke up, uh, keep in mind that his arms were around her when she fell asleep. And when she woke up, uh, she felt a hand on her breast, and the hand traveled down her torso into her underwear and uh, uh, engaged her in sex. A couple of minutes into it, she had to go to the bathroom. And so she gets down out of the bunk bed. She goes to the ladies' room. She comes back, and the fellow sitting on the bunk bed uh, was not her boyfriend. It was Donald Grant Ward sitting and smiling down at her. And she was just kind of bewildered. She really just didn't understand what had happened. She was confused. Uh, she went down to her room. This was a co-ed dorm. Uh, I won't even bother, you know, because I'm sure you've got a bunch of, a lot of millennials that watch. In, in my day, you know, uh, University of Georgia, big state university, 10 o'clock, the house mother flipped the lights and everybody had to come in for bed check. Uh, and there was no such thing as uh, a co-op dorm anyway. So um, she goes down to her room and her boyfriend is now sleeping in her bed in her room. And she woke him up and said, you know, like, how long have you been here? And they figured out that what Donald Ward had done. The boyfriend went down and confronted him. And Donald uh, Ward admitted what he had done. He knew that he had tricked her. He admitted that he tried to trick her and knew that he was tricking her. And they called the police. The police arrested him and he was acquitted because in the state of Indiana, this happened at Purdue University, 
And in the state of Indiana, uh, sexual assault by impersonation or fraud or, uh, or uh, deception or concealment, none of that is a crime. And there's no definition for consent. If there were a definition for consent as freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement, then uh, he would be committing a crime under Indiana statutes. But that's, excuse me, that was not the case in Indiana. So he was, in, and um, I worked with uh, 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 State Representative Sally Segrist uh, in trying to uh, close up that particular legal loophole in the law in Indiana. And uh, the, the uh, bill uh, that, that um, Representative Segrist had created, uh, she did not win re-election, so she had to turn it over to uh, another representative whose name was Donna Shavely, uh, who introduced the law. In Indiana, you need three hearings in each house, uh, the Senate and the Assembly or House of Representatives, in order to um, pass in, either, in, in those houses and this particular bill only got one reading. So we did not, we were not able to plug up this particular loophole in Indiana's laws. And we also, you know, there, there was also a bill to define consent. I'm not unhappy that that particular bill did not get signed into law because it was a crummy bill. Mm -hmm. uh, it really didn't properly define consent. Uh, but Another legislator in South Carolina uh, picked up on this case. We were on BuzzFeed and Inside Edition. Uh, I was on Nightline. Uh, and uh, so she had seen some of the press uh, that we got on this particular bill. And so uh, Representative Mandy Powers Norell in South Carolina said, mm -mm, not in my state. And she introduced a law in uh, a bill in South Carolina. Hasn't passed yet. Um, but right now, our focus is the bill in Pennsylvania, because it will actually be the first bill that correctly defines consent in the laws of any state. And it says, consent is freely given knowledgeable and informed agreement without the influence of force, duress, coercion, deception, um, in person, not impersonation. I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, an artifice, concealment, and artifice, uh, and fraud. So it really covers everything that has to be covered uh, and identifies what the actual definition for consent really is. So uh, once we get it introduced in Pennsylvania, then, gee, I hope everybody that's listening to this calls me so that we can get, um, uh, so that we can get uh, outreach ambassadors to call up the legislators in their state and insist that we get this legislation um, introduced in every state across the country. We also have ambassadors in Nigeria, in India, in the UK, uh, in Canada, uh, and a couple of other, Hong Kong. Uh, so yeah, uh, call me. I, I don't call. I'm sorry. Don't, Go don't to the call. website. <laughs> <laughs> Her number is one two three five five five. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what you're what you've been sharing with us is is a movement of change, 
and and a very difficult journey because the law as you said there's a lot of loopholes there's you know there's state and city and and all of the different things that have to happen and so having a warrior or a team of warriors that just say i'm passionate about helping women or others in the future and so i think this should be done it's stepping up so for anyone that's out there that is looking for some way to make a difference in this world um join joyce joyce has been doing this for a long time her passion her heart has been in it um and and she's going to change the world, but she needs your help. So step up and and go to her website. I'll have the name uh, across the bottom here, right under her face will be the URL that you'll go to. And, um, and just step up and start making a difference. Thank you so much, Tracy. You know, together we can make the world a safer place. And that's, that's really what this is all about. That is what we all want to do. And I am so honored that you took the time to talk to me today and get us a good look at the New York skyline back there um, and take the time to educate people that are in my world so that they can step up and help you and, and let's get some of these lost genes so that um, sexual abuse and other types of abuse that consent is involved in has that definition so that a judge isn't telling a jury, oh, you're smart, figure it out. Let's get it on the books and let's yeah. make it here. So thank you so much for doing that. By the way, the Harvey Weinstein judge yeah. told the jury the same thing, use your common sense. And Harvey Weinstein even said, oh, but it's just, I'm so confused. And all men are confused. We need to stop the confusion. Enough is enough. Exactly. It's, it's also just a, another place where they could shelter themselves being stupid. So, you know, let's, let's plug it all up, fix that umbrella. I love the, the visual of that and, and cork up those holes. So thank you for joining me and everybody visit her website. Thank you. Welcome. And where's my end? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's not having an end. Oh, no, stop video. I don't know how to stop recording. We'll just do that at the end. We'll say, Matt, cut out after this because I can't find end Anyway, sweet, thank you so much. Um, I put the URL on there. We'll get this out there. Um, he only works, my assistant only works two days a week. So I would imagine by the end of next week, it'll be stuck yeah. together. And could do it before the end of Sam, right? The, the Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Is that this month? April 30th. Yeah, this is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Ooh, okay. Well, I will make him put it on his list for Monday, and we'll get it out as soon as we can. April April 30th is the end date for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what we can do to help that. Thank you. All right, my friend. I will talk to you soon. Bye, honey. Bye-bye now. Well, I hope that was interesting for you. There's a lot of us that are out here making a difference, and I'm hoping that maybe you can do the same. Step up and see what your state does on the laws of consent. And let's help to find an answer that actually helps start and put some of these people in jail. And we don't leave it up to a judge to tell them, oh, you're adults, use your judgment. Let's have an explanation. Really, we're talking about sexual predators here. Let's make a difference.